0: Ashwini, a sugarcane cutter from the bed district of Maharashtra, says that women work like machines and their entire life is crushed like sugarcane in the mills. She is not the only one. Out of approximately 10 lakh sugarcane cutters, half of them are women. These women are deprived of their basic rights and discriminated constantly. Why do they still have to fight for recognition as sugarcane workers? Why are their pleas left unheard? Hello, this is Nabodita Ganguly. Welcome to the BL Podcast. Today, I am joined by Deputy Editor of Business Line, Radhisham jadav Hello, Radhesham. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks, Nabodetha.
0: So, my first question to you would be, how do women contribute towards the success of Maharashtra's sugar industry?
1: So, as we have mentioned in the story, there are about 9 to 10 lakh sugarcane cutters in Maharashtra. Now, this is an estimated number. There could be more sugarcane cutters, but we don't know. This is the number given by the government of Maharashtra. And why it is estimated number? Because these sugarcane cutters are not... Listed, They are not on record, neither on government record, neither on uh, record of sugar milks. Approximately more than 9 to 10 lakh sugarcane cutters in Maharashtra migrate to Western Maharashtra, Karnataka and other states during sugarcane cutting season. Consider 10 lakh sugarcane cutters, half of them are women. Because when a sugarcane contractor signs a contract, he considers husband and wife as one unit. So out of 10 lakh, 5 lakh uh, sugarcane cutters are women sugarcane cutters. Now what happens? is, when a contractor signs a contract with a couple, he gives all the amount to the husband. The state government has started recording or recognizing uh, sugarcane cutters as workers and giving them identity cards. But again, these identity cards are given to men. These women sugarcane cutters are nowhere on the record. These women contribute almost 50% of uh, the sugarcane cutting. Yeah, But they don't get any benefits. Neither they are considered as workers, neither they get paid for their work because their husband's get money they don't get any basic infrastructure they just work as machines now in absence of sugarcane harvesters these sugarcane cutters work day and night for six months to cut sugarcane and take it to the factory sugarcane farmers get FRP but sugarcane cutters just get one lump sum amount and they don't get any other benefit as I said they are not recognized as workers but women sugarcane cutters are at receiving end because they are discriminated as sugarcane cutters they are discriminated as women and
0: double discrimination
1: they face face. and also uh, the women who come from backward communities they have another layer of discrimination because they come from backward community so their contribution is not acknowledged not recorded they have put in all these efforts all these years and they are part and parcel of this sugarcane industry but nobody considers them as part of sugarcane industry in fact many women sugarcane cutters who migrate for sugarcane cutting are not even aware where they are going for which sugar mill they are cutting sugar. Cane, they are not even getting one kg of sugar from sugar mills for which they cut sugar cane.
0: So basically they have no idea where they are going, they depend on their male partners to take them somewhere, is it like that? Yeah,
1: because when they migrate from their places, the sugar mm-hmm. cane contractor decides they are going to cut sugar cane in this district, then they migrate to other districts. So they are not even aware for which sugar mill they are working. Oh so they God. work as machines, as we have mentioned in the stories. What happens is that the basic infrastructure, like if you look at the living conditions, they live in small huts, no toilets, no washrooms, no social security. Many of them have faced sexual exploitation, abuses, but there is no reporting, no recording, no police complaint. Nothing comes on record. It has been happening for decades now and okay. nobody is taking cognizance of what is happening to them.
0: Despite it being the 21st century woman having rights, like recently the Supreme Court also passed the right for abortion for married, unmarried women. There are so many rights that are available for women now. Why do they still have to fight? for recognition as sugarcane workers? Like, why do they still have to fight for basic rights, for sexual security, for financial independence, any sort of independence for that matter?
1: We can look at this issue from the androcentric perspective. So, the entire sugar economy structure is centered on men, okay? So, women just <laughs> play a role of bonded laborer. Overall, sugarcane cutters are working like bonded laborers, but these women are bonded laborers in their families and on the field as well. So, when we are talking about basic rights or basic infrastructure like toilets. They are not getting it because they are not being recognized as workers. So when we talk of laws, when we talk of various rights, these rights or laws are applicable to people, to workers who are officially recognized as workers. But here, these women and also sugarcane cutter men are not on government record or on record of sugar mills as official workers. They are like contractual workers. So for six months, they will sign a contract, finish their work and that's all. There's no liability on sugar mills or contractors even if there is an accident even if a sugar cane cutter dies nobody is going to take responsibility their lives is like a bonded laborer
0: you also mentioned about caste discrimination women coming from backward classes they face more discrimination could you elaborate a bit about that
1: so, a woman sugar cane cutter mm-hmm. who is standing on the lowest ladder of the society faces discrimination and marginalization at various levels various layers rather so in village she suffers because she comes from backward community in a household she suffers because she's a woman, she has to follow orders of her husband and male members in the family. When she goes out for sugarcane cutting, she is discriminated on the basis of her caste. So caste factor remains very strong even in rural areas and even among sugarcane cutters. So those women who are coming from backward communities face this additional discrimination because they come from backward communities. They don't have any mechanism to report caste discrimination because caste discrimination is like, again, a norm in in rural parts of Maharashtra. So nobody is going to question if somebody discriminates you based on your caste. So, there's an additional layer of discrimination when it comes to women sugarcane cutter coming from backward communities.
0: And you also mentioned about bonded labor So and women sugarcane cutter workers not having any separate identity cards for that matter. So, what is the government doing about it? Is the government taking necessary steps to eradicate it? See,
1: eradicating sugarcane cutting is not possible. We have to understand the entire economy. Now, see Mm -hmm. what is happening. Now, now, as these women are raising their voice mm. and demanding rights, now there'll be a counter argument from sugar lobby that, okay, so if you don't want to work as sugar cane cutters, it's okay. We can get laborers from other parts or other states. Second, last sugarcane season, many sugar mills in Maharashtra hired sugarcane harvesters. Now, there's an argument that, okay, if you don't want to work, we will have mechanized sugarcane cutting. We don't need these workers. Now, imagine what will happen to these 10 lakh people if sugar mills decide to stop their work because they are demanding their rights and go for harvesters. These people are going to be jobless. Why they go for sugarcane cutting? Because economy in these regions is not that strong to provide them employment and livelihood. Many of these sugarcane cutters are small and marginal farmers who do farming for 6 months and for 6 months go for sugarcane cutting. But again, majority of this farming is dependent on monsoon. There is no irrigation facility available here. The government intervention at this level is going to lead many other reactions. Government Mm -hmm. sugar mill and sugar cane cutters together have to create a mechanism where these sugar cane cutters get their basic rights, human conditions to work and also their employment is intact, at least for next few years because a new generation of sugar cane cutters probably might not continue in this. As we had done a story about uh, girls in these areas want to study and get out of sugarcane cutting but this process will take time so as of now if sugar mills decide that we are going to go for mechanized harvesting these people will be jobless
0: in your story you mentioned that this woman organized their first conference in history conference named women sugarcane cutters conference in big district could you elaborate a bit about the conference
1: after 2019 when we did a story that how these women sugarcane cutters are forced to go for hysterectomy surgeries there are a lot of developments There there are a lot of Committees appointed by the government, probe committees, parliamentary committees, etc., etc. But then one positive development took place, and that development is that all these women who were unorganized organized themselves and they have formed Mahila Ustod Kamgar Sangatna. It means Women Sugarcane Cutters Organization. For the first time, these women have joined hands and come together. So recently, they organized a conference in B to raise the issues, to pass resolutions. This is significant development because all these years these women were scattered nobody supported them no political party no political leader social organizations NGOs supported them strongly but now these women themselves have decided to come together and fight for their own rights for me this is one of the major empowerment moves this is the step these women have taken so they have passed resolutions they are writing to sugar mills and to the government and politicians saying that these are the issues we are facing and you need to address these issues now they are raising their voice and for me, this is a significant development that is happening in Maharashtra.
0: We, in our previous podcast, we did discuss that politics does play a role when yeah. it comes to uh, sugarcane farming. <laughs> So, my question is, why is it that no political party or the government for that matter or any NGO decided yeah. to look into these issues before?
1: Yeah, so let's start with political parties. Now, these sugarcane cutters are dependent on the political leaders. Okay, because again, as we discussed, sugar economy and politics is mixed in Maharashtra. So, a local political leader would always want the sugarcane cutters to be dependent on him or her. So, if all the issues are resolved, mm-hmm. why sugarcane cutters will listen to a politician and vote for him. Can you imagine that there are families in B district which go for sugarcane cutting for four generations now. But a simple thing like making a list of sugarcane cutters. So who are sugarcane cutters? What is their number? Even this basic work has not been done. They are not on the record. So politicians would join them, raise slogans, make promises during elections, but they will do nothing. So all these years politicians have not resolved any issue when it comes to sugarcane cutters. Hmm. They make promises every elections but nothing has happened on the ground. Again, they are aware that once these sugarcane cutters are independent, all the issues are resolved, they are not going to listen to politicians. So, there is a tendency here to keep all these issues pending and not resolve them. When it comes to government, government is concerned about sugar industry, sugar pricing, sugar export and FRP. Because sugarcane farmers are united, they fight for the FRP. So, government is concerned with all these issues but government has not taken any concrete steps step when it comes to sugarcane cutters whether allowing them status of worker implementing welfare schemes for them issuing identity cards when it comes to NGOs there are very few NGOs genuinely work on the ground there are no specific organizations which are focusing on this issue except women farmers organizations so women sugarcane cutters have remained neglected for years but now they have decided to raise their voice for themselves.
0: That's really empowering so what were the major takeaways from the conference?
1: Major takeaways is from the conference where first they demanded that they should be recognized as sugarcane cutters. Mm. So one identity card given in the name of the male member of the family will not do. Women should get separate identity card as worker. All the welfare schemes of the government should reach sugarcane cutter women. They should get social security when they go for sugarcane cutting. Also they talked about hysterectomy surgeries so Mm. there should be a law which will ensure that there are no forced hysterectomy surgeries just to use women as machines sugarcane cutting machines so these were some of the important issues that were raised resolutions were passed in the conference most important thing is that now they are united so tomorrow if there is an accident or something happens to a woman sugarcane cutter now they have their own organization to raise the voice
0: so do you think this organization will strengthen and increase in the near future
1: it is it is going to work because see as of now there are 5 lakh estimated women sugarcane cutters it's a huge number so once you are united Politicians, media, policymakers will have to listen to you. So instead of taking up individual cases, if they work collectively, this is going to help them in a long way.
0: You also pointed out uh, about illegal hysterectomy surgeries which are conducted on women. Could you describe a bit about it? Because this sounds like a really low point which people reach.
1: In 2019, uh, we published a story in April 2019 to be more precise. Mm. Okay. And the story was about how sugarcane cutting contractors are unwilling to hire women who menstruate because they need a break for a day or two and then work is halted. Now, there's a consensus that once a woman gives birth to children or number of children, why she should have menstrual periods?
0: This is a consensus decided by a few men.
1: Few men. Also, there is a fear of cancer which is being deliberately spread I would say. Okay, if there is a a pain in abdomen uh, a doctor or some of the doctors will suggest that okay, probably you might get cancer, you'll have to do hysterectomy surgery immediately the money for hysterectomy surgery is paid by contractor in advance Mm. so if a woman wants to go for hysterectomy surgery a contractor gives the money we have to understand that 500 rupees fine for a day Mm. is a huge amount for a woman sugarcane cutter I'll explain I'll explain uh, in simple terms so consider there is a sugarcane cutter woman and during her menstrual cycles she takes a break for day or two okay Mm. sugarcane contractor imposes fine of almost 500 rupees per day if she takes a break. Now, male members in the family insist directly, indirectly that every time you have menstrual cycle you need to take a break. Already we have children. Why do you need this part of the body? Also, expenses on medicines is going to multiply. So, best way is to go for hysterectomy surgery, remove your womb and all issues are resolved. Mm -hmm. So, fear of cancer, taking break, uh, expenses on medicine, everything will be resolved. Nobody forces them, nobody tells them, okay, go and do hysterectomy surgery. But there is a situation which is created where the woman is not left with any other option than to go for hysterectomy surgery. And
0: who conducts these surgeries? Like, is the medical fraternity a part of this illegal takeaway?
1: Yes. There are many doctors who are known for conducting these surgeries. So, after Business Line's story in 2019, the state government appointed a committee, a probe hmm. committee, hmm. to understand what is happening in beef District. And this, this committee came out with various recommendations. The committee also acknowledge that the number of hysterectomy surgeries is much higher in Bid compared to other districts. Okay. Now the committee also asked the state government to have SOPs for hysterectomy surgeries, and mm-hmm. these SOPs are in place. So compared to 2019, the number of hysterectomy surgeries uh, today are very less because of strict restrictions and observations and government rules.
0: Okay, but it's still
1: happening. It's still happening.
0: So what would you what would you conclude the, uh, this forecast with? Is there a day of hope for this woman now? that they are together? I
1: think that sugar industry has flourished, has developed Mm. uh, because of hard work of all the stakeholders, including farmers, including industrialists, including mill workers. But the most neglected section is sugarcane cutters. And among sugarcane cutters, women sugarcane cutters. All these years, all these decades, inhuman treatment has been given to them. They were treated inhumanly, in in, an inhuman way. Okay, horrible things have happened, Mm. but no voices were raised. We don't even consider them as human beings okay mm. they are being treated like machines so as we have mentioned in the story so at the age of 13 you are married you produce number of children and again preference is given to male child so you have 3-4 sons and then you are asked to go for hysterectomy surgery because then it is unwanted part of your body
0: so child marriage is a common thing for these workers
1: child marriages is prevalent across regions okay especially in Marathwada region of Maharashtra mm. child marriages on record will have a number but of the record again there is a consensus okay so it's it's a norm child marriage is a norm even today that's another issue hmm. so once you are married at the age of 13 you produce children then you go for hysterectomy surgery and then your life becomes hell hmm. majority of these women who have undergone these surgeries are facing a lot of psychological and health issues
0: and there is no record of that
1: there's no record of that in fact there are women who have undergone surgeries and they don't have any record of what surgery was conducted so they just say that a doctor told them uh, your hysterectomy surgery uh, has been conducted but these women don't have any papers any records to show what was done to their body no medical record I think one affirmative one empowering step has been taken these women have at least decided to come together to raise the voice and to speak to politicians government uh, NGOs general public industrialists sugar millers I mean that okay at least acknowledge at least consider us as human beings pay attention to what is happening to us and I think this is a significant step, they will have to fight the battle on their own, and I think they have realized that nobody is going to fight their battle and they will have to lock horns with this entire oppressive system.
0: Yes, we can only give a voice to their battles, we can't fight it for them.
1: Yeah, hmm. that's true. Yes,
0: thank you so much, Radhasham, for your inputs. While it is hard to be hopeful considering the situation they are in, however, the fact that they are deciding to be one does leave us in an affirmative tone. Thank you so much for joining us, Radhasham. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like our content, please subscribe and share. Thank you.